Hi, my name is Shekhar Iyer, and yes, I firmly believe that 5G will change the world. Hi, my name is Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the weekly podcast where we speak to a wide variety of industry experts to answer this important question. But before we get into 5G Shaker, we have this recurring segment that we use to try to get to know our guests a little bit better. And uh, to do that, we take three questions from the Proust questionnaire. So are you ready for those three questions? Yeah, absolutely, fire away. Question number one, what do you consider your greatest achievement? So um, at VMware, I've run M&A before my current role, um, and I could look at that and talk about the 60 or so acquisitions that we've done, all of which are significant. But in retrospect, I would say what I'm doing now probably is the greatest achievement that I will be looking forward to. Uh, which is essentially bringing all of the transformation that we've seen in about 20 or 30 years of software innovation to the telecom industry and helping them become much more agile and efficient. Uh, so I'm just delighted to be part of this, which I can hopefully put on my uh, cap someday. And question number two, who is your favorite hero from fiction? Oh, there I'm old school. Uh, I'd say uh, some combination of Sherlock Holmes and uh, Hercule Poirot, uh, because I'm sort of a big uh, fan of uh, detective novels and stories. And I like, uh, I like deduction a lot. And these, these are my favorite deductors, if you will. And a bit of a companion question for our final from the Proust questionnaire. Who are your heroes in real life? So once again, I think I'd say my heroes are all folks that in the whatever, 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, with meager resources, they managed to create something really substantial. Uh, I mean, one of my biggest uh, heroes of all times is Isaac Newton. Uh, and I look at the kind of uh, reasoning that they went through in order to come up with bodies of physics. And it's just fascinating what they were able to do uh, as also, uh, I don't know, world navigators, like Magellan and so on, but that, that would be my, uh, those would be my heroes. So Shaker, we're recording this in early April. Uh, you and I were scheduled to spend some time together in Barcelona to discuss uh, 5G and uh, VMware's uh, service provider announcements out of the show. We didn't get to do that, but the announcements and the topics that they address are still very much relevant. I'd like to take a moment to just get a little uh, perspective from you uh, particularly on what you're doing with Deutsche Telekom regarding RAN virtualization. Um, you know, we've been hearing about virtualization for years in the core network, and now there's this uh, intense interest in applying that premise out at the RAN. Uh, so how does the work you're doing with DT speak to the capabilities that the network would get with that level of flexibility extended out to the RAN? And also, how does that relate to network economics when we think about the scale and investment required to build out 5G? Yeah, great question. So first I would start off by saying, in fact, just coincidentally, um, we've had uh, more recently an announcement from Vodafone in terms of what they're doing on the core network and how this has actually saved them 50% cost in their network as well as uh, increased their agility by 40%. So the work that we are doing with Deutsche Telekom uh, and that we announced at um, 
at uh, Mobile World Congress or around the same time as when the event was supposed to be there. This is very similar in that you now take an architecture that has historically been very vertically integrated, uh, very hardware driven and purpose built and has been used for, I would say, sort of several years as the infrastructure for deploying radio networks. And the era that we are entering in now is that more and more of these network architectures are opening themselves through uh, disaggregation to allow a greater component of that to be software defined. And as a result, this brings much greater economic benefit as well as software agility to the architecture. So what we demonstrated more recently working closely uh, with uh, Deutsche Telekom uh, and with uh, Intel as a partner is to show that the radio access network can now be delivered using, I'd say, an ecosystem of providers working with our platforms between VMware software and Intel processor infrastructure and the FlexRAN architecture from Intel to deliver a complete radio uh, infrastructure for the carrier. Now, of course, this was proof of concept and we now have to go put it into production and make it more generally acceptable. Uh, but it was a point in time where uh, we are delighted to see that transition happen. So in future, I expect that carriers will be looking at this more and more as the almost the default way in which they would build their radio infrastructures. So when we talk about virtualization and, and more broadly about telco cloud as it relates to 5G, I know VMware is engaged with a lot of communication service providers as they invest in telco cloud today and use it as a fundamental piece of their 5G evolutionary strategy. I was hoping you could uh, maybe provide a little context and, and give us a better understanding of how investments in telco cloud and NFV capabilities today can help an operator accelerate their time to revenue and simplify operations. And then going forward as they continue to evolve their 5G networks and bring in the capabilities that come with edge infrastructure, what does that cloud capability mean in that, that future situation? Yeah, so first I would start with an analogy, uh, which is, one of the biggest things that we are doing and we're in the process of doing uh, consistent with what I just explained on the radio side of the network is to bring commonality to infrastructure across all of the use cases of the operator. So if you think about a communication service provider, uh, even of today, they are typically looking at a bunch of infrastructure that defines their core network something else that defines their radio and access network. They are increasingly starting to extend themselves into the edge. They're thinking about things like private 5G and how they can get onto campus networks. And the historic model for how they have built these networks has been very siloed and purpose-built. So each type of network and then in fact, each component of that network architecture often requires a different model for deployment, a different model for management and operations, and then a different model for service assurance and break fix. So it ends up being actually a very complex process 
of standing up and operating a network. And it's also a supremely expensive process for the operator. And this is how telco networks have operated for whatever, a hundred years. What we are doing now and what I am personally fascinated by is that cloud-like technologies, technologies that have actually proven themselves, like I said, over the past, I would say, 20 to 25 years in terms of becoming much more agile, dynamic, having a common horizontal infrastructure, creating an API-based uh, method for people to come in and create and write applications and launch new services on top of. This is now becoming a reality for telecom operators, and this is what we are calling the telco cloud. So increasingly what you're going to find is that investments that operators make in telco clouds, they're all going to be future-proof. So you don't really need to go in and create something for just the core or just the RAN, and then you don't need to go and rip it out when you're going from 4G to 5G. There's a consistency in this methodology and the way you can actually manage it, the way you can secure it, and the way you can deliver services on top of it. So this is the beauty of the telco cloud. And like I said, we've actually worked now with several over a hundred operators taking their, um, their comms network infrastructure for the core and putting that on a telco cloud. And then we are now in the process of working with a number of operators looking at a similar architecture for their edge as well as their radio access. So how does all this fit together over time? How does uh, operators investment in 5G, in cloud computing, and then the service delivery that that enables, how does that change the world? Yeah, so take a couple of examples, I would say, uh, which are, again, I think, let, let's kind of start by in fact addressing the back half of your question, which is how does it change the world? So today, as we all see it, I mean, we are just sort of in the process of going through and overcoming uh, one of these uh, sort of uh, uh, greatest um, things that we have all seen, uh, which is the pandemic that we are all facing. Um, and in the process of that, I have been uh, really, really uh, interested in seeing how the communications infrastructure is becoming more and more pertinent for all of us as we increasingly start doing things remotely, working from home. And so as we think about the world going forward, it is important and it is critical for us to understand that delivering services on a network in an agile way, where you're able to make changes based on what happens sometimes overnight uh, and moving like large parts of your infrastructure from one place to another, these are all going to become a reality of how we operate. So having stayed an immovable, um, rigid infrastructure is no longer going to be uh, the mantra of tomorrow and is no longer going to be permissible uh, for the future. So with that, the way we see all these pieces coming together is when you have an infrastructure that is a telco cloud-like agile infrastructure, you can then deliver multiple game-changing applications on top. Uh, so one example of this is IoT. So you can take a look at automated industries and you can say increasingly we want to do things with intelligent automation where we are able to move things remotely or maybe um, actually create machinery uh, from remote operations. 
So in order to deliver an application like that, you do need to bring together many parts of this underlying comms and cloud infrastructure. And in order to do that, you now need to have consistency in how you interoperate, consistency in how you manage, and the visibility that you can get across that network from end to end. So that's what we are talking about. We're talking about building this infrastructure, delivering the communications that people need, but also being able to interconnect and interoperate that with a number of the other cloud-like architectures that are in uh, presence today. Network slicing is another example of that. You can actually create a dedicated slice of a network from one point on the globe to another point on the globe through policies that are consistently translated and transitioned from one end to the other based on the architecture that I just mentioned. So these are all examples of how things are going to be enabled that can then in turn help change the world and in fact change the way we are going to operate for the future. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, and I really appreciate you taking the time to share your point of view and answer the question, will 5G change the world? Thanks, Sean. Will 5G Change the World is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. The show today was produced and edited by me. Sean Kenny. Thanks for listening.